0: Hello, hello. Do you hear that siren? Welcome back to My Big Sister's Podcast. I'm your host, Tina K. Do you hear the fucking siren, bitch? Oh. <laughs> Living in New York. I am in Staten Island, but um, it's still noisy here. As the years pass, Staten Island is less suburban. Well, you know i say that but i never go to the south shore so if you're a native staten islander whether you still live here or not you know what i'm talking about and i'll get into everything but just quickly (laughs) i need to know if you guys relate to this i am a north shore staten island person okay and if you don't live here we're a small island so really it's like north shore south shore like what's the fucking difference it's very small but there's a difference And the north is more metropolis. It's more diverse. The south shore is less of those things. It's more suburban. It reminds me of... What's a good place? It reminds me of Nashville. (laughs) That's what the south shore reminds me of. And the south shore makes me anxious. Okay, so if you're from Staten Island, you know what I'm talking about. If I go past, if I'm if I have to go do something, if I have errands to run, if any of those things take place past... let me try to think of a checkpoint marker. If any of those things are further than Newdorp, I start getting anxious. <laughs> I do not want to go. Um, Great Kills is okay, but that's where, like, I start to really get, like, okay, my stomach hurts. Anything further than Great Kills, I'm a little bit sick. I I, I just don't want to be over there. I don't like it. I don't feel comfortable. I feel unsafe. I don't like it at all. It is not my kind of peoples. It's just, and, and they're always nice to me. It's not like I've ever had a bad experience. I literally can't explain it. And I've spoken to other people from the North Shore who fully get what I'm talking about. I cannot identify why, but going further and getting into the South Shore makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Like, I'm not an anxious person all the time. I don't freak out about, like, social social things. I do not have social anxiety. I'm fully fine going to events, meeting up with friends, all of those things, Right going to see clients, any anything. I don't have social anxiety. I'm fine. I could do everything alone. Totally fine. But something about going towards the South Shore makes me fucking anxious. Anywho, it's not as loud as where I live. <laughs> so that's where there's always fucking sirens. I don't even know if the microphone picked it up. And of course I had to sidetrack and go into a story anyways. But it's always noisy over here. I mean, not so much... No, maybe I'm being dramatic because it's pretty quiet where I am. But still, sirens, helicopters. I was telling my mom, I think we live near... (laughs) Is there a fucking helicopter pad somewhere in Jersey or something? Or a news building in Jersey that's close to Staten Island? Because the amount of helicopters I hear above where I live is insane. Like, I'm... It didn't take place where I used to live, but where I am now, it's got to be, there's got to be a building that takes in a lot of helicopters. Okay. Boring, bitch. Shut the fuck up. Let's get into today's topic. Do you want to do a drink check? I have a Wawa cup. I have mixed, oh, you know what I did, bitch. Okay. Remember I told you I make the cold brews myself now? I linked it for you guys, by the way. You don't have to purchase it from my storefront, but... I don't know how to how else to describe it to you, but it's on my storefront. It's like, you can make your own cold brew at home. It's super easy. I love it. It's dishwasher safe. So I've been doing that because the way I blow through coffee, I mean, and they don't always have my favorite in stock. So I'll make my own cold brew. Okay, I need fucking espresso. I've graduated. I need espresso now. I bought Cafe Bustelo. One of you told me about this. You told me about the Cafe Bustelo K-Cups. But I had a better idea. Thank you for that idea. I bought the Cafe Bustelo Espresso Grinds. Grinds? Is that what it's called? Yeah. I bought that and I mixed it in with my coffee grinds for my cold brew. So that way, I don't know if this is working, but (laughs) I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't know. But I'll... I mixed it in with the cold brew, and that's how I've been having my iced coffee. But today I have, because I still had Starbucks left over, dark roast Starbucks mixed with the my cold brew concoction, and I'm pretty awake. I'm feeling pretty good, and it's shitty out today. I don't know if you hear the wind. I'm hoping you don't, but it's so windy. It's fucking snowing. It's March 13th. It's the anniversary. Three years ago today. The world ended. (laughs) And I'm not even talking about that today. I should have, but I just didn't want a whole, like, fucking COVID episode. I mean, maybe we could do that later, but I just didn't want to talk about it today, so I'm sorry. I have that. So this is what I'm drinking. Let me take a sip. I am energized. You're probably like, bitch, stop drinking that shit. (laughs) And I have seltzer, but I have it in the bottle. I don't know why sometimes I have cans sometimes I have bottles it's whatever's in stock apparently I'm not the only seltzer addict because this shit is never in stock I need to get one of those things that make seltzer at home I don't know about you though but I don't want all these fucking appliances do you know what I'm saying I really don't like even getting an espresso machine it makes a fucking mess The grinds get all over i see the tiktoks people constantly cleaning it and i told you in the morning i need a k cup because i need that shit immediately there is no time in between between there's no time in between for me to be fucking fondling an espresso machine and i told you i don't like the nespressos it tastes weird (laughs) you can't convince me otherwise Maybe some people don't realize it, but I've had Nespresso's at several different locations. To me, I think they taste funny. I will try again, and that's probably what I'll end up doing, because I don't want a fucking espresso machine to be cleaning. I do want an espresso machine, but I mean, like, I don't know if I'm going to do it right. I feel like it's going to make a mess. So I'm still on that journey. I can't decide. Okay, today I wanted to talk about Ozempic's. And before talking about Ozempics, I'm going to talk about hot topics and just like what I did this weekend because the hot topics will lead into discussing my opinion on the Ozempics, okay? Okay. I'm being fucking annoying. I'm so sorry. Why am I being annoying? Was I watching too much TikTok? I find that if I'm talking to someone annoying or or watching too many TikToks of people who are annoying... I will subconsciously pick up the stupid shit that they say. So I apologize. Let me try to recenter and stop being annoying as fuck. This weekend, my mom came. She came Friday um, and she stayed over because she had a wedding to go to Saturday and obviously wanted me to do her makeup. I mean, I wouldn't want anybody else to do her makeup anyways. So she lives in Long Island. I live in Staten Island. I was going to drive to her. Now, don't, you know, don't be alarmed. I said, mom, I will drive to you. I'll drive to you in the morning. I'll drive to you in the morning. She did not want me to drive. She did not want me to drive. She didn't want to worry about me driving out there. I don't know. So she came Friday night, um, which worked out great because I had plans Friday night. And I hate leaving Cher by herself, even though she's fine. I just don't want to do that. So my mom was able to stay with Cher while we went to dinner. And we went to Cousins. Do you guys know what that is? Apparently, there's two of them. We went to the one in Marlboro, Jersey. Why can't I say that? Marlboro, Jersey. Cousins Clan Bar. Um, I love the place. It's great. Great food. And you know when you say you're going to Cousins, people fucking lose their shit. So if you're familiar with it. Do you experience that? I feel like whenever I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to Cousins. People are like, oh, my God, I love that. place. like just fucking bugging out about it. Um, I think it's good. I'm not like in love with it only because. Well, I don't like it if we go and have to sit. <laughs> this sounds terrible. Lock, lock me up. I know. I know. Bury me under the jail. I don't like it. OK, brace yourself. It's so fucked up what I'm saying. I don't like it if I have to sit in the general like seating area. I only like going if we're going to be in a private room. Here's the thing. I don't like fucking going anywhere where the restaurant is too loud. I don't get that. You know, the popular places like Catch Steak. I can't even think of anything else at the moment. Cousins, for example. (laughs) Think of all your favorite restaurants. I went to one before that recently and I was thinking to myself, It's so fucking loud in here. Why did we come here? It literally pissed me off. I don't like going to eat somewhere if the fucking music or if it's too loud. Because then the whole time you have to talk super loud to even hear what the other person is saying. I don't care how good the food is. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if it's five star. I don't care if it's Michelin. I don't care if it's cheaper. I don't give a fuck. If it's loud, I don't want to go. I don't get it. I don't get the appeal, I know I have like sensory issues, but I personally do not understand what the fucking hype is when a restaurant is loud as fuck. What did you guys do? You just screamed across the table? You just like shouted at each other to make conversation or you didn't make conversation? Like what the fuck? Let me know if you agree because anytime I say this, I feel like I'm not getting the responses that I want. I never hear anybody else say this. Everyone else is just fine with going to like a popular restaurant. And I'm the one that's like, no, is it loud? Like that's usually my first question. Is it fucking loud in there? Because then I don't want to go. Cousins is loud as fuck. Okay. I sat there a couple times. We went a couple times and we're in a general area, like in the regular seating area. Loud as fuck. The whole time I was confused. Like, why are we here? We can't even hear each other. Everybody's shouting. I don't get it. Then a couple of times we went and we were in a private room a thousand times better. You can hear everyone talking. It's a nice conversation. Everything is flowing. It's less stimulating and you still get the great food. Listen to me. I don't know how they get the private rooms. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? I'm just there for the ride. I have no idea how I ended up in private rooms at this place. All I'm saying is if you go, it's loud. It is great food but it's fucking loud and don't take me anywhere. (laughs) So it's not, I'm not saying this to be bougie and like, no, I'll go to a fucking diner with you. And if it's not as loud, I'll be happier at the diner with you or at a McDonald's or at a fucking Wendy's versus the amazing, oh my God, catch steak. Uh, No, it's fucking loud in there. Also, (laughs) I have another bone to pick. I don't like catch steak. It's not impressive to me, first of all. Second of all, I don't like that the dessert Makes a fucking mess. Order that shit in front of me and I'm going to be pissed off. You're slamming that fucking chocolate thing and it could possibly end up on my stuff. (laughs) I am a joy to be around, babe. (laughs) It's just I have my things. You know what I'm saying? And I was talking to Zina, um, a friend of mine, because she she loves food. Like she loves going out to eat. She's a foodie. She loves going out to eat. She loves trying new food places. She loves it, right? I think I'm the opposite. And I didn't realize it until I was talking to her. Because going out Let me know if you agree, please. Because I need to find my people on this. Going out to eat is a luxury. And I don't take it for granted. I know it's a privilege, right? But it doesn't thrill me. Like, it's not like... To me, it's not like... Oh my God, I'm so excited. I don't feel, I don't emote excitement when dinner plans are made or I'm invited. Some No, the the emotion of excitement does not come over my body. I don't care about the food. Even if the food is the best in the world, I don't care. I don't, I think it's just not one of my favorite things. It's nice. It's just not like, I never understand the hype around certain places. I don't get it. And I've been to a bunch of places. I just don't get it. So let me know if you agree. I think it's like, is this an ADHD thing? (laughs) I Googled it. Why was the first thing that came up autism? (laughs) I looked it up. I Googled like, um, is it normal to not enjoy going out to eat? And like, that doesn't even describe it correctly because I do enjoy it. Where we went Friday, I loved it. I had a good time. I have a nice time when I go out to eat. It's just not like, I'm never like, oh, I would love to go to dinner. Oh my God, we should go soon. Oh my God, did you see that restaurant I want to go? I don't do that. There is one restaurant I want to go to. It's called Bad Roman, but that's for different reasons. I just, I want to go there for different reasons, but it's never because of the food. Like, I'm never, I I think I'm just not a foodie. So I looked it up, right? Why did the first fucking thing that came up, autism? And then it has to do with like overstimulation and all this different shit. And I was like, oh my God, maybe that is the case. I don't know. But let me know if you agree because I always feel ostracized. Like I always feel like it's crazy that people think I'm crazy when I'm, when I say that. Like what? You don't care. Zena was like, even if it's yummy food, like she was talking to me like, bitch, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm thinking, no, I don't give a fuck. Like who cares? Who cares that the food is like, oh, I don't care. I don't care. I don't have a list of like dream places I want to go to. No, I don't care. What's the big deal? They're all the same. I like other things though. I like traveling. I like experiencing different cultures. I like actually doing something like an activity. So it's not like I'm boring and I just want to stay home. No, no, no. I just, the sitting and eating, I just feel like either way you got to eat. I just don't always find it the most exciting or entertaining Anyway, I'm talking too much about this, but I wanted to tell you guys because I need to know if there's more people like me who also feel this way about going to dinner, what including fancy, expensive places. Not just like Cheesecake Factory and stuff. I mean, like all of it, the whole spectrum. Also, so anyway, <clears throat> Cindy was here while I went to dinner. And then Saturday, I did her hair and makeup for the wedding. Oh, did you see the pictures? I posted them on my, fr- so I have so many fucking Instagrams, but it's just easier to like separate everything. I have a freelance makeup Instagram that I barely fucking use, but it's, it's good for what it does. And I posted how my mom looked because when I was done, she was sitting on the floor saying goodbye to Cheech, Share, and the lighting was so good And I was like, oh my God, mom, you look gorgeous. Like, stay right there, let me take a picture. The pictures came out beautiful. I took a little video, I posted it as a reel. So it's on my freelance page, Tina K Pro MUA, my old, old Instagram handle. It's on that page if you wanna see, but her makeup came out so fucking beautiful. And a lot of you commented really nice things. So I wanted to say thank you. That's the reason why I'm bringing it up. Thank you so much for all the nice comments. My mom was crying reading, Cindy was crying reading the comments. (laughs) (laughs) She's a Pisces. Her birthday is Friday. Um, I don't know what we're going to do. She keeps saying she's going to go party. I don't know what the fuck that means. Okay. I still have to figure this out. So today is Tuesday. Her birthday is Friday. I don't fucking know, bitch. But we're obviously going to do something. And um, yeah, she's read all the comments. She loved the comments. So I wanted to thank you guys. And if you didn't check it out yet, go take a look. I still do makeup sometimes. If you want your makeup done, it's up to you, though. (laughs) I'm like, it's up to you, though. But I do it occasionally. Like I explained to you, I, I like doing people's makeup. It's just it's not my it's not my main thing, you know, like anyway. But I do my mom's makeup. I love doing her makeup. I also did her hair. I do not do hair. I have one client I do hair for. And then I do my mom's hair. But that's where it ends. Okay. so do not try to book me for hair. What else did I do? Oh, okay. I also wanted to talk to you because I got so many responses about last week's episode and how I'm a bad friend. And a lot of you had wonderful responses and a lot of you felt the same way or have been through similar. And then a lot of you were like telling me to reach out and try again and blah, blah, blah. Listen, I understand those sentiments and... I can't say that I wouldn't suggest the same thing if I was on the other end, like if I was listening to someone tell me that. I would probably say also say like, "Oh, try reaching out again. Say it like this, like, you know, say another apology, blah blah blah." I get I get it, right? Here's the thing. It's this was in I have the date. Oh, I found the text by the way. So remember last week I said I sent a text, it was an apology. And I don't even remember what it was. I don't even remember if I still have the text. So because I am a freelance makeup artist, I have so many texts in my phone from numbers I don't have saved. Um, and this weekend I had a few minutes. So I'm like, why do I have all these fucking numbers in my phone? Let me go through all my texts and like delete. And you know what I mean? Okay. So I was scrolling down and I found the text. I didn't read it again. But the text was read. So she had her red receipts on and she definitely read it. Which I'm like, "You know what? <laughs> I respect that. I respect that because I feel like that says everything without saying anything, right? She read my apology, read it, or maybe she fucking opened it and like was like, "Fuck this bitch whatever." Either way, the choice to not respond was there. And I respect that. I respect that that's setting a boundary. That's knowing your worth. That is loving yourself enough to know I don't have the energy to respond to this person and I no longer want to talk to this person and I have no need to forgive this person, whatever. I respect all that. And it. like I said, it's no hard feelings. I'm fully okay with knowing that that she read it and didn't respond. One, I deserve it. <laughs> Two, so, there's nothing I have nothing negative to say. I deserve that that. Two, I like it. You know, instead of going into it and being like and and you know, getting into what the fuck is this? Now I'm getting a phone call. Getting into a back and forth of who did what or feelings and going in deep. Instead of doing all that shit, sometimes some things are better left unsaid. You know, I believe in that. I don't think you need to say how you feel all the time. I think sometimes it's way, it's way more than necessary. And, you know, friendships just have to end sometimes. It's not, it's, it's hurt. It hurts and it can be really painful. And it's definitely a grieving process because you have to mourn someone you care about, even though they're alive, you know, which could, e- which is like even more uncomfortable, I would argue, but boundaries were set and I'm okay with that. So to text again is inappropriate. Okay. I have a really strict rule about this. If someone expresses they do not want to talk to you, whether it's leaving a red receipt on and not responding to you and giving a very clear indication of, I see what you had to say and I'm not responding because I don't want to talk to you. Or or even if she did text back and said like, thanks for the apology, don't really care. Like, I don't believe in continuing to reach out to someone. If someone expresses to you that they don't want to talk, continuing to reach out or trying to apologize again or, you know, trying to express your grief or how much you miss them, that's where it starts bleeding over into manipulating. If I were to text again, it's almost like manipulating. Like, she made herself clear. Why would I reach out again? Now it goes into, I'm just doing it for me, right? I'm just doing it for me to get my own to get my own satisfaction and make myself feel better. And I'm not, I'm no longer considering her feelings. She made her feelings clear. If I were to reach out again, it would be manipulative and it would be mean, kind of. It's like not, and you're not having the best intentions because why are you, if she doesn't want to talk to you, why would you reach out again? So there's that. So that's that's a reason why I wouldn't. Although I do appreciate someone saying that and maybe in the last episode I didn't express that I know that she read it and it was ignored. Um, also, you know, it's been a long time and I know that I'm a different person. There's probably tons of shit that is still exactly the same about me. I probably have some of the same habits. I probably sound the same, talk the same, whatever, right? But there's still a lot about me that's completely changed. A lot of my morals have changed. A lot of my belief system has changed. A lot of things, a lot of ways that I handle situations have changed. I'm guessing she has changed as well. We're different people. So to even be friends again, it would be, it's not going to click back and be exactly the same. So we don't even know each other at this point. We don't even know each other. So what I miss and what I feel about grieving the friendship is something that doesn't exist now. It's people that don't exist. I was a different person then. She was probably a different person then. It's a situation that don't doesn't exist. It's not going to exist in the future. It doesn't exist now. So I feel like almost trying, like if I were, say if I didn't know she read it or whatever the case, and I reached out, having a friendship again doesn't, I just feel like it would just be starting from the beginning like we don't know each other so not only is that awkward <laughs> like awkward no one wants to fucking do that but we don't know each other right like she doesn't know who I am now I'm completely different I don't know who she is now I'm sure she's completely different so may, it, that whole decision would be it it's almost like You you can't imagine it because we're just, I'm a different person now. We would have to get to know each other. Like, it's just weird. And the whole thing would just be weird. So even though it, it is something that I grieve and think about and wish didn't change, I don't think it's a situation that could be repaired by reaching out. I think that's an unrealistic expectation. I think that, and I'm sharing this just in case you were feeling the same way because, um i spoke to a lot of you because i got a lot of messages of people going through the same thing and i posted a tiktok kind of a, not explaining this whole situation but kind of sharing how you know a lot of girls in their 20s you know, there's a whole like focus on yourself culture and i'm better off alone type of thing and that that's a thing that a lot of girls in their 20 a lot of women in their 20s go through um And I noticed it and I saw a video about it on TikTok and I responded to the video and I said, hey, I thought I felt that way. (laughs) Let me tell you, it's not what it seems and don't fall for it. And, you know, take care of your friends the best that you can. Obviously, there's limits to that. Like if it's toxic for you, you know, you got to use critical thinking skills. Like obviously, if it's not healthy for you, then definitely don't be friends with those people. If those people are friends with your ex-boyfriend or something, definitely don't be friends with those people. But... If it's something petty and ego-based, then still, you know, nurture your friendships. And I I read a lot of comments about women who experience, also from you guys, the same thing that I did, like made a mistake by, you know, cutting off friends and, and not being a great friend and... Um. I responded to some of you because I read it based on like how long you didn't talk to your friend. And I told some of you like, no, I would reach out, right? So I don't want it to sound hypocritical because here I am on the podcast telling you I'm not reaching out because <laughs> it would not be the same. It's disrespectful. Here's the difference. It's been years now. Some of you told me your situation and it's only been a year. It's only been a couple of months. It's, it's a shorter time. Between me and this person, we haven't spoken since 2020. 2023. Like, that's a long time. I already did send a text and apologize. There's really not much else. I mean, there's a million other things I could say, but the message is loud and clear. It was ignored. I fully respect that. And a lot of time has passed. Sometimes you just got to put it to bed. And I wanted to talk about it because... I I didn't talk about it to bring it back up and try to like, you know, try to do something with that. No, no, no. I brought it up because I feel that as women, we weren't taught to prioritize our friendships. And I think that it's actually more important than prioritizing other things. I don't know about you, but I remember always being taught, and I don't mean specifically from my parents. I mean in a society way. That getting a relationship and a husband was a priority. And I think I did spend a lot of time, whether it was consciously or subconsciously, kind of putting that first. And prioritizing a relationship is not the reason why me and this person fell out. It had nothing to do with my fucking relationship. It had to do with other things. However, I don't think that I put as much care and attention into my friendships as I did into my relationships right? And I feel like that's common. I don't feel like it's brought up as like when we're little girls. I feel like everything in Disney movies and all the little fucking movies that these little girls watch, everything is about getting a partner, finding a partner, your husband, your husband. I don't know about the newer ones. I know that they changed a lot of movies and stuff and as I was talking about this topic I was thinking to myself oh you know those people who are like I don't let my daughter watch Disney movies because I think it sets a bad example blah blah blah. years ago I used to be like oh my god girl it's not that deep like Disney movies are fun now especially with doing the episode last week because I've been thinking I've been like replaying and thinking about it a lot now I kind of get it because subconsciously we are programmed so early to prioritize getting a husband no matter what your sexuality is right no matter what the sexuality is from the very beginning it's always a priority to get a man and it's never keep your friends closed treat people with co- it's never those fucking things it's always like romance and getting the guys to fall for you. That's like literally all all the content they have out for women. Even scrolling, t- well, not really on my For You page, but even like a lot of TikTokers, their whole genre is based on dating men, how to date men, how to handle dating men, how to deal with a narcissist. Everything is surrounded about, everything is focused on dealing with a man, trying to marry a man, trying to date a man, trying to get a man. It's like, a lot, right? And I feel like we're so used to it that it doesn't get broken down enough and the attention is always on problem solving and trying to deal with men when really I feel like there should be a little bit more conversation about prioritizing your friendships, the women in your life, your girlfriends your girlfriends like prioritizing giving them the same grace that we often give men men are forgiven like dating guys think about all the situationships you've dealt with all the shitty relationships you've been in with men for some of you even in marriages all of the terrible marriages you've had dealing with men did you give that same grace to a girlfriend like all the times that women forgive men while they're dating and forgive them for shit. And there's a lot of times those same women will not give the same grace to their friends. And I'm not saying it from like a misogyny standpoint of judging them, I don't think it's their fault. I don't. I think that a lot of it has to do with subconscious work that we're one, not taught to work through. We're not taught to work through that. If you wanna work through your shadow work and you wanna work through what we were taught as kids and subconscious behaviors, you have to actually seek out that work and pay attention. And who the fuck has time to constantly like go through what you internalize? Like it's so much work and so much self-therapy. And while you're working and hustling and paying bills and taking care of kids and taking care of family, you don't have fucking time for that. I get it. So I'm not judging, but I'm saying I think moving forward, all these little girls, I think they need to be taught to take care of your friends and be mindful of the p- people you choose to have around you versus like be a good woman to get a man honestly fuck those disney movies <laughs> um i fully get that now and not to be like overly like you know i get it like disney movies are cute for the girls and it's and it's fun and uh, leave the cartoons alone i get it i get it but i do think this plays into our adulthood And that's also why I wanted to bring it up. So it wasn't an act of me being like, you know, waving the flag, like, hey, talk to me, I miss you. No, no, no. I just think that I would like to be part of the conversation to bring up that we should treat our friends better, younger. And I think patience has a lot to do with it. And I know it's hard because some of our friends do shit where it's like, oh my fucking God, like I really don't agree with that and blah, blah, blah. But a common... A common stance that I'm seeing with women 30 and up is they wish they did have more patience and they wish they didn't put so much energy into relationships and put that energy into having friendships because in the long run, it means so much more. Obviously, you could put energy into having your relationships, right? Like I'm not telling you to fucking be single forever, but you could do the same for friendships. And obviously like I'm too old, it's too late. (laughs) It's too late, I can't go back in my 20s. But if you are in your 20s, if you do have a little girl, maybe we can pay attention to what we're teaching them so young. And what, is, what are these lessons in the Disney movies that we're teaching them? Are we teaching them to prioritize a, a relationship? And I think that it feels so innocent when they're little but I don't think it is. I think I think it sits I think it sits in there and it grows as they become as they get older. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. I just think that that should change cuz I don't remember being taught to prioritize my friends when I was little. I just don't. I don't remember that at any stage. I don't remember that in my teens. I don't remember that. I don't remember any fucking movies or anything that was like, I don't remember anything saying like cut off your friends either. Like obviously, <laughs> obviously that was something that I fucking was taught from something else. But I mean, in media and everything that was shown to me, I, I always saw a lot of women dedicating their time to their husbands and being a good wife and all that bullshit. But I never saw like, you know, women should stick together, take care of your friends, prioritize your friends. I didn't see any of that. And I think we should see it moving forward. So that's why I wanted to bring it up because I think community is important. Um, and I wanted to talk about community about something else too. Hold on. Oh, it has to do with hot topics because I wanted to talk about community. And I tell you guys all the time, community is really important. Okay, so for a hot topic, I don't even know if we're going to get into ozempics today because I'm already talking so much. Um. With Hot Topics, I saw the article in the New York Post that said influencers are leaving New York City because it's lonely. And somebody else, the reason it came up on my TikTok for you page is because one of these, I guess an influencer, she, her bio says she's a New York City housewife. I don't know her name, but she made a, a TikTok in response to that. So she read the article too, and she made a TikTok in response to it and said like, if you move to New York City, you better expect that no one says hello to you and blah, blah, blah. I disagree. And I think if you're a native New Yorker and somebody that is very familiar with Manhattan, because they're kind of just talking about Manhattan specifically, um, because a lot of influencers moved to Manhattan. They moved to the West Village. They moved to Soho. They moved to Tribeca. They moved to the East Village. They moved to, I think those are the main areas. And they are I guess they're saying it's super lonely there and they don't have a community. And when they move to different places, there's more community and there's friendly people. Listen to me. I don't agree with this. I think the discrepancy here is New Yorkers know a transplant when they see one. <laughs> because I've only experienced community being in Manhattan. In Manhattan makes me feel so comfortable and I feel so at home. Even if I'm around all of the strangers. And I think it's just how you... It's what you give Manhattan that you get back. If you're a transplant and you're one of the people that's taking up an apartment that's fucking $5,000 that was gentrified, you're kind of part of the issue. So native New Yorkers who can't get a fucking apartment because they raise the rates so high because of transplants no they're not going to welcome you with open arms it depends on how you contribute to your community and if you're contributing at all so I I wanted to say that I disagreed with that because we were already talking about community ew I'm being very serious this episode okay the other I'm gonna go into the next topic the MH370 documentary on Netflix. Did you guys watch that? I watched it this weekend because Sunday I had a migraine, allergies, so I was kind of just laying around all day. And I watched the documentary. Oh, no, I watched it Saturday night. Excuse me. I didn't feel good Saturday. That's what it was. And I, I just stayed. I stayed home. I stayed on the couch and I watched the documentary. Oh, my God, I'm getting caught up and taking in too much air. It was good. It's a little bit boring. So, if you can't get through it, I understand. So, if you don't know, the flight MH370, the Malaysian Airlines flight that went missing, is it like a decade ago now? A long time ago. It went missing. And there's been tons of conspiracy theories since then. This documentary addresses all of the conspiracy theories. <laughs> and you know, I'm not like, as soon as someone brings up fucking Illuminati, Conspiracy theories, right then and there, I'm like, oh, God. It's like, I don't trust nothing they say after that. <laughs> as soon as that's brought up right away, it goes into my, it, my brain immediately starts tuning them out. Like, okay, they're not well. Um, But this, but conspiracy, the actual term conspiracy theory doesn't exactly mean something crazy like Illuminati. The word conspiracy is a group of people conspiring to figure out a plan. So when I say that it addresses the conspiracy theories, it just addresses all of the things that came up as they researched what the hell happened to this flight. I didn't know all of these things. And the one thing that I thought was so interesting is that the family members of this flight were trying so hard to speak out and say that they... They think that there is lies being told about the flight. And I didn't see any of this on the American media. I didn't see any of this. And I was trying to follow like, what the fuck happened to this flight? Because it's so interesting. Think about it. This was not that long ago. We had cell phones. We had iPhones. Like this fucking flight disappeared into thin air. How? How? And it wasn't a little plane. To me, I do think There's some lies being told. I think something was covered up just based on critical thinking and common sense, right? Use our critical thinking skills. This is a huge plane with over 100 people on it that have iPhones. And the whole thing is gone. There is no debris. No debris. And we don't know shit about it. It just fucking went missing. And then after it went missing, the sister plane, I think it's MH317, or yeah, MH317, that one was like blown out of the sky or hijacked or something. After the first one went missing? And you're going to tell me that, oh, it, it was the pilot who crashed into the ocean? Um, I don't fucking think so. And how come... With all these people on the flight, because when you're on a flight, you can use the Wi-Fi and turn your phone on. Oh, sorry, my nail just hit the microphone. When you're on a flight, you can turn your phone on and use and use your phone. So maybe they were in a no-service zone, but wouldn't some of their cell phones have fucking pinged? Even if it crashed, even if it lands somewhere else, wouldn't some of their cell phones have pinged something? Not one fucking satellite ping from a cell phone. I just find it really hard to believe. I, my, no, I'm sorry. I can't. Do I think the Illum- Illuminati grabbed it out of the fucking sky? No. And I don't think it was absorbed by aliens. I think there's probably a reason or somebody on the flight or something where they landed the plane somewhere else. I don't think it crashed because that would have caused way too much debris and would have made it too obvious like what happened to it there might have been survivors or something i think it was landed somewhere else and unfortunately those people were probably unalived and why am i saying unalived like i'm on tiktok people say unalived on tiktok because if you say dead or killed they like put a strike on your account or something I think that the people, unfortunately, on the plane were killed. And then, I don't know, maybe they repainted the plane to make it look different or just like they do with stolen cars. I think it's more likely having to do with a situation between Malaysia and a different country like Russia or something. I don't think that it was just the pilot that crashed the plane. That guy. Okay, if you watch the documentary and he said he was an avian journalist and he was trying to follow the case, I think he wasn't far off. And I think the reason that the other people are like, no, he's crazy, he's crazy. No, I think he probably has it right. And that's a scary situation to be in. Um, And it was definitely something sus. I mean, this is a huge fucking plane. This airline has never crashed a plane before, never had issues before. How many cell phones were on their plane? Not one ping. Like, give me a fucking break. That's weird. Could you imagine if that happened today? Like, you wouldn't believe it. You just wouldn't believe it. TikTok would go would be going fucking crazy. We'd find those people in a week. Like, you're that's sh- it's just not it's just not possible, especially with cell phones, air tags, and everything. And this was ten, I think ten years ago. We still had cell phones. They were still going to ping. Something is weird. So that's my take on it. I do think it's very interesting. And I'm curious if anything else will come up now that the documentary is out. Because that happens sometimes. Like when there's a documentary on something and then people talk about it, people who know things will give more information as time passes more information comes out especially if somebody knows something and then they're really old they'll start spilling the beans before they die that's sometimes that's how cases get solved i mean (laughs) so i'm interested to follow it even though i'm not laughing because it's funny i'm laughing because people will start spilling the beans before they die and they meanwhile they knew the whole time they could have helped other people i do think it's really interesting But let me know if you're interested in that because I love documentaries and I love shit like this. So let me know if you watched it and what you think. DM me your theory. Okay. Um, What else do we have? Oh, I was going to talk about this. I fucking hate talking about him because I hate, you know, putting his name in the media at all. But this is not something I'm going to put on YouTube or whatever. And I'm not recording it. I mean, I'm not videotaping it. So I don't think this could even be clipped, but... I saw, everyone was sending me that Andrew Tate, oh my God, he probably has lung cancer. Ha ha, during Women's women's History Month. Okay, listen. I get it. But we got to use critical thinking skills. I don't think this man has lung cancer. I don't think he's got lung cancer. I think that that's a way, that's something he's using to try to get out of the Romanian prison. Because... You can keep going to doctor's offices and shit like that. I don't think it's real. Um, I don't think he actually has lung cancer. If you watch, I feel like you would hear it if he had lung cancer. I don't know a lot about lung cancer, but I feel like you would be able to hear it in the way he talks. I know he's always smoking a fucking cigar or whatever. And maybe he did have something on his lung, but I, I don't think that's the case. I just don't think that's the case. I think it's a ploy to try to get him out of prison. Anyway. I just wanted to address it quickly, but I'm not trying to talk about that man because he's so stupid to me. Like he really is just a dumbass. Okay. What have what else happened? This- oh, yesterday was the Oscars? Or was that on Sunday? It was on Sunday. I don't watch the Oscars. I don't watch award shows because I think they're like silly. But I do love the outfits. And I also don't watch them because I'm going to learn everything on social media anyway. Like you could fucking open your Instagram app and see someone's Oscar outfit. You can open your TikTok and see fucking something about the Oscars. So, oh, what is this? Oh my God. Lindsay Lohan's having a baby. This just in. This just in. Breaking news. Lindsay Lohan's having a baby. Oh, is she doing surrogate or is she pregnant? Oh my God. I love Lindsay Lohan. Does she have any pictures? No. Okay. Lindsay Lohan posted on her Instagram just now. It's a little baby onesie and it says coming soon. And then she wrote, we are blessed and excited. Oh, I liked it. I wonder if she's doing surrogacy or if she's actually pregnant. How old is she? Let me look it up. How old is Lindsay Lohan? I'm just curious. Oh, 36. She might be pregnant. I don't know why I thought. Did I think she was older? No, I think I knew she was 36. She might be pregnant. Either way. Either way, I'm excited for her. I think Lindsay is great. And um she seems like she's doing great. So good for her. Okay. What was I talking about? Oh the Oscar's. Okay. I don't watch the the award shows because you're gonna fucking see it as soon as you open your app. There's no reason for me to watch it. So I already got the scoop just by scrolling TikTok. Obviously, one of the things I'm most interested in is how Austin Butler and Vanessa Hudgens ran into each other. So Austin Butler was nominated for Best Actor. Vanessa Hudgens was hosting the red carpet for the Oscars. She, I don't know, did she do it with E! News? It doesn't really matter. She did, you know, she does the interviews when there's an award show. She does it great and she's absolutely beautiful. So I could see how she always gets booked for those. And Austin Butler was nominated. He didn't go to the Oscars with his girlfriend, Kaya Gerber. Okay, tell me if you think like this. You probably don't give a fuck, but you're going to hear it anyway. I think, I think that because he never brings Kaya with him. Like whenever he goes to an award show, he doesn't bring Kaya. He brings her to the party. Like they go to the parties together. And when he goes to the award shows, he brings his sister or his PR agent or his manager or something. Kai is never with him at the, the award show. To me, if I was a girl, excuse me, why aren't we going together? Are you fucking stupid? I would be like, you're. why are we going together? This is a fucking Oscars. You got nominated for best actor and I'm not, I'm not coming with you. I'm sitting over here. You're sitting over there. Why? I would fight about that. Anyway, do you think Vanessa told him, don't let me catch you at these fucking award shows with, with that girl? Do you think, I don't know, I think Vanessa's a little more powerful than it seems. I'm telling you, I feel this in my spirit. I think they have some type of something where she said to him, bring bring her as your fucking date to an award show and watch what happens. I'm telling you, because why the fuck, it, it might be because she's hosting, and I know they went to the Met Gala together, but the Met Gala is not an award show, okay? not an award show and even at the Met Gala I don't even think Austin and Kaya like walked together there was like an awkward part where they like awkwardly like kiss each other hello while they were taking pictures like they're a fucking weird couple to me anywho do you also think that because they like saw each other and she didn't say hi to him do you think she said something like, Don't you don't even fucking look at me when you see me on that carpet? Stay fucking 60 feet away. Do you think that's the case? I think it is. Because she knows that she's the one who helped him get the role of Elvis. And then he tried to sneak this and say that it wasn't because of her. And then he took that back and did admit that it was because of her. And he said they're still, they're still cool, they're still friends, but you're both on the carpet. You can't even say hi. She walks right past you and he like grabs a glimpse, but they don't say hi to each other. Am I reading too far into it? Possibly because I think it's so fucking interesting. And I love to see, I love to see something in a situation like Vanessa fantasizing possibly that Vanessa was probably like, don't you even fucking look at me. Don't bring that girl to the fucking award shows. Because to me, it's weird. Like, how come he don't... That's his girlfriend, right? They're dating for years. They're pictured vacationing with family together. You don't bring her as a date to the award show? You might win Best Actor. Anyway, he didn't win Best Actor. Um, Brandon Fraser won for the movie The Whale. I didn't see The Whale, but I'm not going to see it. Because that shit looks like it is so depressing. <laughs> That shit looks like I will cry and cry, and I don't watch sad movies. Like I said, I didn't watch the end of Elvis because I knew how it was going to end, and I don't like sad movies. But I do think Brandon, is it Brandon? Brandon? I do think he deserved to win. Oh my God. I couldn't even watch his acceptance because I was already crying. He's so emotional. He went through the ringer. If you didn't know, Brendan Frazier was blacklisted by networks. Was it because he came out and said that he was touched or something? Something happened where he was blacklisted. He didn't work for years. And then finally someone threw him a line and he fucking killed it. He wore, I think he wore, I know he put on weight for the role, but I think he also wore prosthetics for the role. And the movie is about a dad who's depressed and how depression can affect your family and the whole, oh, that sounds so sad. I, I know it's very real, but I can't handle watching that. Anyway, he did a phenomenal job and he won. I think he deserved to win. He's been in the industry for so long. He's got the comeback of the fucking year. And Austin did amazing, but he's brand new now, right? Like maybe he can win next year, but then it's like, can you win next year? Like, (laughs) will he ever get another Elvis role? Like that's what's scary about hitting your peak because then what? (gasps) Like he already did Elvis and he fucking killed it, right? But now what? I'm sh- and there's so many options. I'm sure he can, I'm sure he'll do great in another movie. There's tons of actors who do great in every movie, but it's like, now what? He didn't win the Oscar for best actor for Elvis, but now what? Like, what else are you going to do to win that? It's not funny, but I'm just laughing at like how life works. Because the movie was so good. He played Elvis so well. And he was campaigning for that fucking Oscar. He kept the accent. He kept the hairstyle. He kept the outfits. He does the mannerisms still. He is still Elvis. He was fucking campaigning for that motherfucking Oscar and he didn't get it. And now what? I would be sick if I was Austin. (laughs) I know that Brendan Fraser deserved it, but if I was Austin, I would be sick. I would have been drinking that night. I would have spiraled out of control. (laughs) I would have been sick in bed today and i'm sure he'll get other roles and stuff that he'll kill it because he's clearly a very good actor. Oh my god, also, did you see that Vanessa interviewed Baz Luhrmann? So if you're if you don't know what this means, okay, Baz Luhrmann is the creator of the movie Elvis. Baz Luhrmann also directed um The Great Gatsby and Moulin Rouge. So Baz Luhrmann is the the director that does those like theatrical super camp type of movies as well as having as well as it being a good movie in my opinion i think elvis was a good movie i think great gatsby is a good movie and i think moulin rouge is a good movie i'm a bass fan moulin rouge is my favorite movie of all time and anyway his wife is the costume designer for these movies so they went to the oscars together obviously and vanessa fucking interviewed them Oh my God, it was so awkward. You have to see it. I think it's awkward because the elephant is Austin, right? So she's not talking about Austin. I think they're careful with their answers because Baz has to know. You you mean to tell me he don't fucking know. They all know what the elephant is and they still got through the fucking interview. And talking about awkward interviews, Ashley Graham interviewing Hugh Grant. (laughs) And everyone saying that Hugh Grant was so fucking rude. Babe, he's British. He's British. Their sense of humor is different. He's old now. He's fucking bored of the Oscars. He probably thinks it's just as stupid as it is. The thing is, I don't think that he should have been interviewed. Like, if that was his tone and everything, why did they send him up for the fucking interview? Who told him to go up there to talk to that girl? I think Ashley did great, but... She was clearly getting annoyed because he was being fucking annoying. But he also, like, why are you doing a fucking interview? He's, he's a, I'm sure he's a super nice guy, but he should have been interviewed. I don't think he was being rude. I think it's just his tone and you get it or you don't get it. Like, he's British. They're very sarcastic and dry. Very dry, sarcastic humor. And it comes off off-putting, but it's like, it's not meant to be fucking rude. And you have to like get it to go with the candor. And that clearly Ashley Graham does not have that. She's sassy. She was trying to do her job well. She was trying to get through the interview. She's probably fucking tired. (laughs) She was probably fucking tired. Her feet probably hurt. It's probably hot as fuck under those lights. And here goes this asshole that's like being sarcastic as fuck. But I don't think he was being rude. Um, Is there anything else about the askers? Oh, yeah, kind of. Because, okay, everyone's talking about how everyone looked thinner and how Mindy Kaling looked significantly smaller. And everyone's like, why didn't she just come out and say that she's on Ozempics? She did. She has said she's on Ozempics. And I know we talked about this, so I don't mean to beat a dead horse. Okay. But we need to talk about it again. Um, That's the main topic that I wanted to get into. Ozempics and losing weight and the fucking think pieces that people come up with about women and their weight. First of all, stop focusing on people losing weight. I hate that shit. If someone's losing weight, that's their business, okay? You never know why. You never know what's taking them there. You don't know if it's medical. You don't know if it's ozempics. You don't know if it's stress. You don't know if it's something they can't help or if they just have like a hyper fucking metabolism. You don't know. And it's really not our business to be speculating. I don't like it when it comes to celebrities and I don't like it when it comes to people in real life. I don't appreciate if someone's like scrolling or something or if like somebody's like, oh my God, did you lose weight? You look so good. I don't like all that. I just feel like the focus is like, stop perceiving people to the point where you're trying to clock their fucking weight. Just let people exist and do their own thing. Because it's the pressure and the perception and the obsession about it That even takes people to a place of like, yeah, let me fucking stick a needle in myself weekly. I don't even know how often you're supposed to do it, but weekly to fucking lose weight. Do you hear that? When people say Ozempics, you know what they mean? They mean someone sticking a fucking needle in themselves to lose weight. Now, if you need to do that for medical reasons like diabetes, I know that Ozempics is used for um, medical needs. But they found that it can also help you lose weight. And people are taking it to lose weight, which I get it. I understand. But that's what it is. It's someone injecting themselves with this medication and they lose a significant amount of weight because it curbs your appetite. It does something with the hormones that makes you feel full so you no longer need to eat. (laughs) Or you can eat, but you have more control over the amount that you're eating. So where if your hormones are acting up and you want extra sugar, extra carbs, extra food, you're probably overeating, therefore causing weight gain and weight gain can cause diabetes and, you know, unhealthy things like that. And it just helps you get a control on that. So I understand how it's helpful. And sometimes You can't control how your hormones act and you want to eat more. I get it. I'm not judging people who take Ozempics. I'm judging people for obsessing and needing to know how the fuck people are losing weight. Or obsessing and clocking how big or small someone is. I think, because I know the huge, and then I saw, hold on, because here's the second part to this that got me annoyed. I'm bringing up TikTok again. I know you're tired of it. I'm sorry. There's an influencer. Her her name is Kennedy Urich. I think that's how you say her last name. She's a little blonde girl. Tiny. Like she must, she's tiny. She's a petite blonde girl and she's making it big on TikTok. She's just, she just posts relatable shit, I guess, to like other tiny blonde girls. Like, I don't know. I don't know why she's making it big on TikTok. It's not really my business. However, this came up because she got her boobs done. And then after she got her boobs done, she told her following in a TikTok that she also got lipo on her stomach and her back or something. Oh my God, and people lost their mind because she was already so small. So they were writing, oh my God, if she needs lipo, what do I need? And just immediately internalizing that information and making it about themselves instead of just like, oh wow, she got lipo. That is her journey. And I think this is part of the issue here. And I've spoken to you guys about this, about like, I don't think celebrities should be disclosing the type of surgeries and things they do because of shit like this. And there is so much information about, there's so many people saying, well, they should disclose their own Ozempics because they have to set a realistic standard and they should be able to, they should say like, I'm a, I'm not skinny because I died. I'm skinny because I'm on ozempic. Listen to me. I'm dying on this hill, okay? I don't think they should tell you because the things people will do, like, okay, it's 2023, people are on Ozempics. In 1983, people were on cocaine. That's how they got skinny. So did you want these celebrities in the 80s to tell you, oh, we're on cocaine, that's how we're skinny. Do you know what those teenage girls would have done to get their hands on cocaine? Like you can't, that no, we can't just be letting teenagers know Mindy Kaling is on fucking Ozempics because these teenage girls are going to beg their parents to take them into a clinic and get fucking Ozempics. It's better to just be like, no, babe, she's working out. She's balancing her diet. She's just eating clean and, you know, get her blood work done and check, like, tell the kids that it's something super healthy and good for them do not tell them it's fucking ozempics don't tell them it's surgery don't do that because now their new plan and their goal list is how do i get ozempics how do i get a bbl how much do i need to get ozempics how who do i need to talk to to get ozempics can i buy it off the street like it's teenage girls are diabolical okay they're smart they're savvy they're quick you can't tell them this shit. They will figure out how to get it. It's better to just tell them, no, she went to the gym. She's working out. Her blood pressure is good. She's eating clean. Like she's eating a balanced diet. She's not on Ozempix because it's not fucking safe. The shit is not regulated. Okay. I'm sure Ozempix is like FDA approved or whatever, but I'm talking about the whole system of how people are getting it. It's to, It's basically like trying to buy drugs off the street at this point. Because people who need it aren't able to get it because it's being given out so much. And once drug dealers hear that, what are they going to do? They're going to start robbing pharmacies to get it so they can sell it on the street. And they're selling it on the street? Who do you think they're going to sell it to? The fucking teenagers and the young girls who want to lose weight quick before their weddings, before their spring break, while they're in school. Come on. We got to use some critical thinking skills You don't need to tell, you don't need to be open about every single fucking thing. You don't need, these celebrities do not need to tell you, I'm doing this to get skinny. Okay? Because just because that's what they're doing doesn't mean it's the best option. Who gives a fuck what they're doing to get skinny? Focus on yourself. And if you feel like you want to get skinny, look up the best possible ways in a healthy way. And if your doctor feels like you should be on Ozempics, that's between you and your doctor. But don't... Like, we have to have some discernment with influence when it comes to celebrities and influencers. We don't have to do everything they're doing. If they want to suggest a little brow product for $3 like I do, <laughs> then that's harmless. But Ozempic, bitch, if I was on Ozempics or whatever, I'm not telling you. I'm not fucking telling you. And you know how I learned this? Because... Years ago when I was losing weight, um, I was losing weight because I was stressed and unhappy and smoking many, many cigarettes and I was not eating. Was I able to say that to my whole following? No, because that's fucking dangerous. I'm not going to tell you, bitch. I just, I, I chain smoke and I don't fucking eat and I'm stressed out and I don't sleep and I walk a lot and I walk a lot because I'm stressed. I can't even, I couldn't even keep weight on because I was so stressed. I was walking Because that helps me calm down miles a day, just around the block, just walking up and down, walking all around, just walking, plus going to the gym and lifting weights, plus not eating, plus smoking cigarettes and drinking fucking endless espresso because I needed to stay awake. That's how I lost weight. That's not healthy. And the messages I got about weight loss, because I was a dumbass and showing like, oh, I do this to lose weight. No, bitch. I was miserable. That's how I was losing weight. The messages I got about from other women who were so unhappy with themselves and so desperate to find some type of cure, like the messages were intense, okay? And that's when I stopped sharing it all together because I realized this is way deeper than like losing 10 pounds for people. This is like, it's deep. It really runs deep to the point where I was reading the message and I was like, oh, no, no, no. And I was telling people, you got go to you gotta go to your doctor and discuss this. You have to go to an actual professional. I'm not a professional. I'm an influencer. And then I just stopped sharing it all together. There was, for an example, I got one message and she was like, do you weigh yourself in the morning? Because I weighed myself this morning and now I'm weighing myself and it's a few hours later and now I'm heavier and now I'm concerned. Are you sure this, like, girl, that's way too much, okay? If you're at a place where you're, like, DMing an influencer about how they lost weight. And I've been there, too. I'm I'm not judging. I've been in that headspace of, like, desperate to lose weight, super hating myself, super, like, obsessed about it and hyper fixated. And I used to call it the fat panic. Like, where you're having a fat, like, you feel so fat that you can't even look in the mirror. You panicked. Like, just panicked. Like, if you can cut it off your body, you You would. Being in that state and then hearing that Ozempics is a cure is not healthy. Imagine you're in that state and then Khloe Kardashian's like, look at my abs. Thanks, Ozempics. What are you going to fucking do? What if she posted, look at my abs? Because Khloe looks fucking great. What if she was like, look at my abs? Thanks, cocaine. Do you know how people would start doing cocaine? Like you can't. You can't fucking do that. And I know from literally that happening. I was so skinny. I was so toned. I was, I lost so much weight. I looked like a fucking different person. The amount of people begging, asking me what I was doing. If I would have said, oh, I'm taking this pill. What do you think they would have fucking done? You can't, you have to like, be mindful and use critical thinking skills like what is the repercussions of celebrities actually being open and honest do you think it's like a fucking world of rainbows and butterflies and everyone be like oh thanks mindy thanks for telling me that it's ozempics i'm i'm gonna have the place of mind to to know that i'm not gonna use ozempics i'm just gonna lose weight the natural way, I'm going to go to my doctor and get blood work, make sure my hormones are in check because some people, you know, like hypothyroidism, PCOS, like it's not that easy. You can't just get on a treadmill. I get it. I'm going to go, they're not going to do that. They're going to be like, oh, well, hey doc, what's this Ozempics? What is the doctor going to do? They're going to sell it to you. You know why? Because Ozempics probably have drug people who are salespeople who stroll into doctors' office hey guy. Hey, doc, Did you? I got this new thing, babe. You're going to love it. Guess what? Every Ozempics client you sign up, you get a, a $10,000 bonus at the end of the month. Oh yeah. Get, get 100 clients on Ozempics by this month and you get a $10,000 bonus. Do you think that doctor's going to say no to that? I'm sorry, just because they're a doctor doesn't mean that they're fucking morally correct. Everything they prescribe to you, they probably get a kickback on. Especially your primary physician, especially those clinics that help you lose weight. The way they make money is drug sales. It's not by patients. It's drug sales. They work with the drug companies. So, you know, have a little discernment. Look, look at all the perspectives. Are these celebrities using Ozempics? Yes. But you know what they were using 10 years ago? Phentermine, which is basically like a fucking Adderall on steroids. It's like an extra strong Adderall that makes you not want to eat. Before phentermine, they were using something similar. Before that, they were using cocaine. Okay. Like there was always something. Before that, they were anorexic. And I've told you guys about this. Look up the history of anorexia. Look up how far back the obsession with weight loss goes. The fucking Great Depression. People were skinny because they didn't have money to eat. There, there's always going to be something. It is not something new of like, oh, everyone's on Ozempics. Today they are. Yes. Prior to that, they were on Phentermine. Prior to that, they were on drugs. Prior to that, they were just starving. Like there's always going to be something always you have to stay focused we can intake media we can intake we can enjoy our entertainment and you can enjoy I I like Khloe Kardashian she's great do you know she's fucking losing weight Tristan Thompson (laughs) like I still don't think that Khloe is I don't think Khloe's on those epics I really don't I think Khloe is stressed the fuck out that's how she loses weight and I think that's why she keeps going back to Tristan. And I think this is something that she hasn't addressed with herself. I think the chemical imbalance and the and the reward she gets from being so skinny from the stress is the reason that she stays in that fucking situation. That's my theory. Okay. I know that's disrespectful to say to comment on someone else's relationship like that, but that's just that's just how I look at it. That's my opinion. I'm sorry. I think she stays with him because the reward of being, hello, breakup skinny? (laughs) Girl. (laughs) Have you ever been divorced skinny, breakup skinny? Breakup skinny will have you fucking snatched up in two weeks. Do you hear me? It is no fucking joke. And if you stay with a stressful man, you will have a six, six pack. Let me take a drink. But that's just how it is. That's, my boyfriend Sex me, you no know, pictures of my baby. Could you imagine? He wants pictures of Cher. Okay, well, you got, hold on. This is what I think it is. It's always going to be something. And after Ozempic, it'll be something else. And as the time passes, there's always going to be new medical advances. There's going to be new things. Which is a good and a bad thing. I like that there's always new things. Let me tell you why. Because I, <laughs> I have an illness where new drug inventions work in my favor and I pray for them. And it's pretty much the only thing that, that keeps me hopeful because I hope that in 20 years, there's something that wipes it away for everything, for all different types of illnesses. So it's a good and bad thing. We can't criminalize every single fucking thing because the other thing that I want to share with you about Ozempics that I'm excited about is um, they're finding that people quit smoking and quit drinking. So think about, think about all the smokers and alcoholics that you know. And what if they found Ozempics years before it got bad? It could have changed their life. They could have had a better quality of life. I mean, alcoholics some some are high functioning, but sometimes they lose everything. Alcohol being an alcoholic is a serious. It's a it's hard to break. So is smoking. So are drugs. They're finding that Ozempic helps people break their addictions. So to me, it's like you know, there's good and bad to everything. I would love to hear more on that. Um, I hope that they find that it helps people quit their addictions because oh what was that i think did a branch just fall in the house oh fuck, bitch oh. <laughs> now i'm gonna find now i'm gonna have to fucking go outside and look <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> the wind is so fucking crazy now i go to check what the fuck fell i bet it was a fucking branch I used to be like, "Don't cut the trees down! Don't cut the trees down!" Now I get why people fucking cut the trees down around their house, and I'm not looking forward to fucking lantern fly season. Um. Anyway, back to Ozempic's. It's always going to be something. I think that we could take in our entertainment and just know that. Just you know, don't make everything about you, and even about the K- the Kennedy Uric girl. Her name is Ken Uric on TikTok. She's cute. I saw a couple of her. I saw a couple of her videos, but I could see how other people are like another fucking blonde girl, skinny, tiny girl making a big Well, I get it. I get all the things. And then she got lipo. I get how that comes off. Like if you make it about yourself, I can get how it comes off so like off-putting. But that's always been the case. It's just people on social media are talking about it more. But this has always been going on always you know what a good podcast to listen to is um the playboy one what is it called i think it's called the girls next door hold on i'll pull it up so i don't get it wrong i listen to girls next level and it's about holly madison and bridget marquette remember they were hugh hefner's girlfriends well now they're going through they're basically talking about what was really going on behind the scenes and what it was like being in the playboy mansion and a lot of things I'm taking in from this is that all of the things we see today were already existing, except there wasn't social media to put a spotlight on it. They were t- they're discussing how they would wake up and go to Barry's boot camp every day, how they would tan like crazy, how they were so... They, they were so skinny then, but they didn't even feel skinny enough. Like all of these things were already existing. They were talking about how other girls in the house were doing drugs, all these different things. It was already going on. There was just no spotlight on it. There wasn't an influencer to be like, yeah, I got lipo and it, it's like this and it costs this and I went here and it looks like this and this house how it's healed. They didn't have that. People didn't think to like air that out. It was very shamed and it was packed away. Now people are talking about it. Now you have the information about it. That's the only difference. It's not like it, oh my God. Ever, I saw a video and this girl was like, I can't believe that now all of these girls are getting lipo and it wasn't like that. No, 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 it was always like this. Except only people with money could afford getting these procedures. And who has money now? Influencers. And you feel more related to influencers because they're they seem like they're relatable to you, but they're not. They're still celebrities. They have more money, and they're just talking about getting it done. When we were kids in the 90s, these celebrities, that's what they were doing. The kids celebrities on the Disney show were taking Adderalls and and more, okay? The celebrities that we saw in movies, like your favorite 90s, 20s rom-coms and stuff like that, they were doing cocaine, Adderall, um, phentermines and stuff. They were taking all the amphetamines. They were fucking starving. Even Pam Anderson would talk about how... She would take something for more energy. That's a fucking Adderall, baby. She was skinny because she, her body was constantly like, she, she's already petite, but she was getting skinnier because she was taking something that was boosting her fucking energy levels. There was always something, except now people are talking about it and that's why it feels like more people are doing it, but they're not. It's not more people doing it. It's just become more accessible and it's be, there's more information to figure out how to go do it. But this has always been happening. And that's why I think we shouldn't really be discussing it that much, because the more accessible it is, the more people who are going to try to get it cheaper, buy it off the street. Girls in school are going to they steal it from their fucking parents. Like, girls in high school are insane, okay? When I was in high school, they were Piercing each other in the fucking bathrooms, and we got in a lot of trouble. (laughs) Like, don't underestimate how far teenage girls will take it in high school. And I think I think the real issue is parents should be mindful of what their teenagers are watching, or in general, what their kids are watching, including little girls. Are you feeding them the fucking Disney movies and teaching them that you have to fall in love with the fucking beast or make the angry guy fall in love with you? Like, what are we teaching them? And stay on that until they're in school. And when they're looking at TikTok and when they're looking at these videos and these girls who look perfect and these Instagram pictures, instead of being like, oh, she's on fucking his epics. No, no, no. Maybe have a real discussion like, hey, babe, listen. These people are in the spotlight, and they're they're doing extra measure. This is what I would do. They're doing extra measures to try to look perfect because there's a lot of pressure when you're in pictures all the time. But the things they're doing are possibly not safe and way too strong for your little teenage body. If you have concerns about your body, let's talk about it and work through it. But Just know whether they tell you or not, they're probably are doing something that's not safe and not healthy and not available to you. So we'll find other ways. If you don't feel good about yourself, we're going to work on you feeling good about yourself. Maybe dial it back with scrolling these beautiful girls on TikTok and stuff. But we have to be realistic with talking to these girls and also let them know that it's about beauty standards and it's not just... Oh, they're only pretty because of a filter. They're only pretty because they have money. People are seen as more beautiful with and without money. Whether they get work done. There are people who are born naturally fitting into the beauty standard. And teaching the teenage girls to love themselves regardless is the real priority. Like don't get it skewed by trying to place blame on something else. It comes from the parents. It comes from what they're raised and what they're surrounded with. Maybe if you pour into the kids and let them know you're perfect how you are. Yes, these people are in the media and this is how the media goes, but you don't need to change anything about yourself. So let's focus on that and why you're beautiful and why you're perfect and your size is okay. Focus on health. It starts in the home, right? Like it starts at home. We don't need to fucking police every single adult about what they're doing on social media and what they're taking to lose weight and what celebrities need to share or don't share. It's just like, it's it's out of hand. Um, do I have anything else for today? <laughs> Am I ending on a negative note? Well, let me know if you agree with me. If you don't, that's okay. Like, I would love to hear um, a differing opinion as well. But I'm pretty solid on this hill. <laughs> I am pretty as someone who has gotten my boobs done who has got my teeth done who has done many things to try to look prettier um I I know I'm a victim to it and, it and it comes off hypocritical but I've also grown I haven't done anything in years I've grown a lot since then so let me know you your thoughts on it and let me know if you want me to discuss plastic surgery and like what I've done and what I would change and if I regret it like if you're interested in that you might not be but if you are let me know anyway I'm gonna go because now I gotta check a fucking branch fell on the house fuck fucking stressful (laughs) I mean it wasn't that loud but like I get worried like is a tree gonna fall okay all right guys I'm gonna go I'm getting like stupid anyways um, thank you for listening. I love you so much and I will see you next time. Bye.